This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Come, thou fount of every blessing, tune my heart to sing thy grace. Streams of mercy never ceasing, call for songs of loudest praise. Teach me some melodious sonnet, sung by flaming tongues above. Praise his name, I'm fixed upon it, name of God's redeeming love. Hitherto thy love has blessed me, thou hast brought me to this place, and I know thy hand will bring me safely home by thy good grace. Jesus sought me when a stranger, wandering from the fold of God, praises rescued me from danger, brought me with his precious blood. Oh, to grace, how great a debtor, daily I'm constrained to be. Let thy goodness, like a fetter, bind my wandering heart to thee. Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it, prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart, oh, take and seal it, seal it for thy courts above.
when in darkness you cried, and I strove to remind you that for those tears I died. Jesus, I give you my heart and my Welcome to this worship service, good neighbors. You are listening to a Neighbors United in Christ Parish worship service sponsored by the Lutheran churches of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Lauren Tagg. Today, we give thanks to Debbie and Tagg and Jim Haugerud, our musicians. Thanks to Kathy Christensen for reading our lessons and sharing the children's message with us. And thanks to our recording engineer, Isaac Christensen for keeping us on track and putting this recording together. And many thanks to each of you who are listening today. You can listen to, you can listen to each weekly service live at 8 a.m. on WPCA radio at 93.1 FM or live on their website at wpcaradio.org each Sunday morning. You can also listen anytime through our podcast, available on, our, on your smartphone via Apple, Podcast, or Spotify, or on our website, which is nuicparish.org. I encourage you to subscribe and listen to our services whenever you get the chance, and to our new services, which download each Sunday morning. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715-268-9577, by mail at NUIC Parish, 1578 85th Avenue, Emory, or through our website, which again is nuicparish.org. Today's radio broadcast is sponsored by Jerry and Judy Winchell. 
We want to thank them and WPCA Radio for this broadcast. We depend on the generosity of listeners like you to keep this broadcast going. Jesus said that where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Even though we aren't all together in a church today, we are gathered in Jesus' name, and he is present with each of us, wherever we might be today. His presence with us is a gift. We celebrate, proclaim as we worship together today. We are in the season of Epiphany, and as you participate in our worship service today, you may want to have a cloth to lay before you, a candle, a cross, and a Bible to follow along with our Bible readings for today. We continue our worship service asking God to bless our time together. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please join me and listen as I read the Confession of Sins. Gracious God, have mercy on us. We confess that we have turned from you and given ourselves into the power of sin. We are truly sorry and repent. In your compassion, forgive us our sins, known and unknown, things we have done and things we have left failed to do. Turn us again to you, uphold us by your spirit, so that we may live and serve you in newness of life. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, amen. Then hear God's promise of absolution. God, who is rich in mercy, loved us even when we were dead in sin and made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved in the name of Jesus Christ. Your sins are forgiven. Almighty God, strengthen you with the power through the Holy Spirit that Christ may live in your hearts through faith. Amen. Please listen along as Jim and Debbie sing our gathering songs. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, it is well. With my soul, with my 
My sin not in part but the is nailed to the cross and I bear it no more praise the Lord praise the Lord oh my soul it is well with my soul it is well it is well with my soul. And Lord, haste the day when the faith shall be sight. The clouds be rolled back as a scroll. The trump shall Under his 
my soul shall abide, safely abide forever. Thank you, Debbie and Jim, for your songs of faith and of life. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Please join your hearts with mine as I pray the prayer of the day. O Lord, as our days get longer and the light shines longer and it warms up so, so slowly, may our hearts be warmed by your light. May it grow into our lives and may it last longer and help us to live our lives in the light where we share your love, your care, with all those around us. Bless us this day. In your name we pray, amen. I'd like to invite Kathy to come and read our lessons and share the children's message with us. The lesson tonight, or today for this reading, comes from Psalm 42, verses one through three. As a deer longs for flowing streams, so my soul longs for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and behold the face of God? My tears have been my food day and night, while people say to me continually, where is your God? Here ends the psalm. It's time now to talk with our young people in the parish. Hi, guys. I would like to talk about friends. First, what is the definition of a friend? Well, if you Google the word friend or look it up in the dictionary, it means a person that you know, like, and trust, an acquaintance, a comrade, someone who has the same beliefs as you. So th think of the friends that you have. How do you know them? How did you get to know them? Are you related to them? Do you have friends that go to the same school as you? Do you know them because those friends go to the same church as you? Are your friends the same age as you? Or are some of your friends younger? Or maybe they're even older than you? It seems to me that your friends could be anybody and any age. Your friends might be your parents or your grandparents. They might be your classmates. Maybe they're your teachers. Maybe it's your pastor or your church teachers. A friend is someone you love and trust, someone you feel comfortable with to talk about anything because you know that friend has your back. They love and trust you too. You are safe with your friends and they are safe with you. You know, God and Jesus are your friends, too. You can tell them all your problems and concerns. You can trust them. They will help you. All you have to do is ask them. You can depend on God and Jesus when you see them, no matter what, or hear them. God and Jesus loves you unconditionally and forever. You do have a friend in God and Jesus, and that is something to celebrate every day. Let us pray. Dear Jesus, help me to be a good friend to everyone I meet, and thank you 
for being my friend. In Jesus' name, amen. I'd like to share a song with you entitled, Lean On Me. Sometimes in our lives, we all have pain, we all have sorrow, but if we are wise, we know that there's always tomorrow. Lean on me, when you're not strong, I'll be your friend. I'll help you carry on, for it won't be long till I'm gonna need somebody to lean on. Please swallow your pride. If I have faith, you need to borrow, for no one can fill those of your needs that you won't let show. You just call on brother when you need a hand. We all need somebody to lean on. I just might have a problem that you'll understand. We all need somebody to lean on. Lean on me when you're not strong. I'll be your friend. I'll help you carry on, for it won't be long till I'm gonna need somebody to lean on. You just call on me, brother, when you need a hand. We all need somebody to lean on. I just might have a problem that you'll understand. We all need somebody to lean on. If there is a load you have to bear that you can't carry, I'm right up the road and I'll share your load. If you just call me, call me. If you need me, call on me when you want me call me if you need me call on me when you want me call on me our reading today is from uh, the book of john chapter 4 verses 1 through 42. now when jesus learned that the pharisees had heard jesus is making and baptizing more disciples than john Although it was not Jesus himself, but his disciples who baptized, he left Judea and started back to Galilee. But he had to go through Samaria. So he came through a Samaritan city called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired out by his journey, was sitting by the well. It was about noon. A Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. Now his disciples had gone to the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask a drink of what from me, a woman of Samaria? Now the Jews do not share things in common with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, 
If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have no bucket and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our ancestor Jacob who gave us this well and with his sons and his flocks drank from it? Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but those who drink of the water that I will give them will never be thirsty. The water that I will give will become in them a spring of water, gushing up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I may never be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water. Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband and come back. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You are right in saying, I have no husband. For you have had five husbands, and the one you have now is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, Sir, I see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you say that the place where people must worship is Jerusalem. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You will worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father seeks such as these to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman then said to him, I know that Messiah is coming. Who is called Christ. When he comes, he will proclaim all things to us. Jesus said to her, I am he, the one who is speaking to you. Just then the disciples came. They were astonished that he was speaking with a woman, but no one said, what do you want? Or why are you speaking with her? Then the woman left her water jar and went back to the city. She said to the people, Come and see a man who told me everything that I have done. He cannot be the Messiah, can he? They left the city and were on their way to him. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging him, Rabbi, eat something. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you do not know about. So the disciples said to one another, Surely no one has brought him something to eat. Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to complete his work. Do you not say four months more, then the harvest comes? But I tell you, look around you and see how the fields are ripe for harvesting. The reaper is already receiving wages and is gathering fruit for eternal life so that sower and reaper may rejoice together. For here the saying holds true, one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap that for which you did not labor. Others have labored and you have entered into their labor. Many Samaritans from the city believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I have done. 
So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them. And he stayed there two days, and many more believed of his word. Then said, they said to the woman, It, it is no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is truly the Savior of the world. Well, it's good to be with you this morning. Uh, Pastor Wilcox is on vacation, and so I get the privilege of sharing with you. I've picked a couple of stories from Stories for the Journey from William R. White. And the first one kind of introduces the thought that I'd like to share some of our thoughts around. And uh, here goes, it's called The Mad Dancers. Why was it so that few understood Jesus? The student asked the teacher. The Pharisees and scribes constantly opposed him. His disciples often seemed confused by his teaching and still others suggested that he was possessed with demons. Even his own family feared for his mental health. The teacher replied, once there was a wedding couple who brought in the finest fiddlers and banjo players to entertain their guests immediately after the ceremony. The music was so captivating that soon everyone, young and old alike, began to dance. The people flung their bodies first one way and then another and the church was filled with joy. Two men drove by the church building in their new luxury automobile with the windows of the sedan rolled up and loud music blaring from their car radio. They could not hear a single sound from outside the automobile. When they saw people jumping around, they stopped the car, shaking their heads at the sight. What a bunch of weirdos, the driver said to his companion. See how they fling themselves about? I tell you, the folks that go to that church are crazy. The teacher paused after finishing his story. That is the conclusion that people draw when they cannot hear the music to which others are dancing. As we read many of the stories of Jesus, the problem is they don't hear the music that he's dancing to or listening to. Here again at the woman at the well, we see the confusion and the, the frustration that people had with this Jesus who being tired is sitting by a well and a, a woman of ill repute was probably not a favorite woman from town. In fact, some suggest that she came later than the others because she didn't want to have to deal with the gossip and the things that they might say to her. But not only that, she was a Samaritan woman and Jewish people didn't talk to Samaritans. They were enemies, and especially a Jewish man would not talk to a Samaritan woman. But Jesus starts the conversation. Will you give me a drink? And it starts. Now the lady and the woman is interested and captivated by this person and wondering why he would talk to her. But she wasn't the only ones. When the disciples came later, they also wondered, what are you doing talking to a woman? In their minds, they were asking. A woman who was Samaritan, who probably had a poor reputation. She's not Jewish, Jesus. 
And I sh I'm sure they kind of took a look around to see if anybody else was noticing that Jesus was talking to this woman. But Jesus just ignores and they go on with the conversation. Jesus spends time talking to her and again talks to her and, and, and lets her know that there's something more that's going on in this day. Because you see, Jesus doesn't see the labels that we put on people or that they put on people at that time. Another story from Stories of the Journey is another teacher is with students late at night around the campfire and they're talking. Uh, and finally the teacher looks at them and says, and asks a question. How can we know when the night has ended and the day has begun? Eagerly, one young man answered, you know the night is over and the day has begun when you look off in the distance and determine which animal is your dog and which is the sheep. Is that the right answer, teacher? Well, it's a good answer, the teacher said slowly, but it's not the answer I would give. After several minutes of discussion, a second student ventured a guess on behalf of the whole group. You know the night is over and the day has begun when light falls on the leaves and you can tell whether it is a palm tree or a fig tree. Once again, the teacher shook his head. That was a fine answer, but it's not the answer I seek, he said gently. Immediately, the students began to argue with one another. Finally, one of them begged the teacher, answer your own question, teacher, for we cannot think of another response. The teacher looked intently at the eager young faces before he began to speak. When you look into the eyes of a human being and see a brother or sister, you know that it is morning. If you cannot see a sister or brother, you will know that it will always be night. Today in our society, as in Jesus' time, we have forgotten when we look into our brothers and sisters or into another human being's eyes, we don't see our brothers and sisters. We see enemies, either who have a different political view, a religious view, or some other race, some other culture, and we forget about the humanity, the people that God created, that God gave us to get to know and to love and care like he does. You see, Jesus doesn't see riches, looks, race or sex or national identity. He sees human beings as brothers and sisters. We need to learn to start looking differently at those around us. But as you see this story that Jesus was with in the, this woman, you also see a blind man on the side of the road who cries out when Jesus walks by, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And the crowd tells him, shh, be quiet. He doesn't have time for you. But he cries all the louder and all of a sudden, the crowd parts and there Jesus spends time with a blind man beside the road, listens to him, takes time for him, and heals him. The other Samaritan stories of the Good Samaritan, where Jesus has the hero be a Samaritan and not a Jewish man. The woman who was a Samaritan who begged for food off 
this table or the scraps off the table for the healing for one of her children. She knew that Jesus could heal. Think of King Saul, the first king that the Jewish people had. When the people looked for a king, they wanted the biggest and brightest star, and so he stood head and shoulders above the rest. He was good looking, he had everything that they desired in a king, but he failed them miserably. When Samuel went to find the next king, he went to the family and he went from the oldest and all the sons that Jesse had, and none of them were who God had chosen. But it was the little shepherd boy out on the hills that became King David. You see, God looks at us differently and sees the potential that we have and that others have. God looks at us from inside and sees the value and the worth and the gifts that we have. Gifts that we don't always even know that we have. But God calls us then to share that and to move that for the life of others. It's interesting, as this story ends, what happens? The woman at the well becomes one of the first missionaries in that she went back to her town and, and told everyone, come and see this prophet. Is he the Christ? And she brought others out there so they could meet Jesus. You see, the other thing I think that we forget is that when people look, and it's surprising that maybe even people listen to her, but it's when we take and go to the lowest common denominator that we have, and we see people as people who need to be loved, things happen. Why is it that Mother Teresa had a strong ministry? It sure wasn't because of her looks, it wasn't because she was a great speaker, but she went to the untouchables of India, washed their feet, and let them know that they were loved. Loved by them and loved by God. That is our calling. How do we go out, how do we share this message of deep worth of every individual that God has created? To let them know that they are loved. They may even be different than us, but they are loved. They may not have the gifts that we have, they may not have the riches that we have, they may not be of the same race, but they are loved. They may not be from our nation. They might be from Russia or China or one of our enemies, but they are loved. We cannot let the tags that we put on other people get in the way of seeing people as Jesus and as God sees them. The last story is from Stories for the Heart, and it was one that shared before, but it's one I always enjoy because it, it just kind of surprises us who is the hero here. His name is Bill. He has wild hair, wears a t-shirt with holes in it, jeans, and no shoes. This was literally his wardrobe for his entire four years of college. Now most of us remember when we were younger, at least as I grew up, in the 60s, you wore a suit when you went to church. You didn't wear blue jeans and you didn't wear 
tennis shoes. In fact, I remember my folks not being real happy with me when I started doing that. But he, he, his, Bill was brilliant, kind of esoteric, and very, very bright. He became a Christian while attending college. Across the street from the campus is a well-dressed, very conservative church. They want to develop a ministry to the students, but are not sure how to go about it. One day, Bill decides to go there. He walks in with no shoes, jeans has his, uh, his jeans and his t-shirt and wild hair. The service had already started and so Bill starts down the aisle looking for a seat, but the church is completely packed and he can't find a seat. By now, people are looking a bit uncomfortable, but no one says anything. Bill gets closer and closer and closer to the pulpit, and when he realizes there are no seats, he just squats down right there on the carpet. Although perfectly acceptable behavior at a college fellowship, trust me, this had never happened in this church before. By now, the people are really uptight, and the tension in the air is thick. About this time, the minister realizes that from way at the back of the church, a deacon is slowly making his way towards Bill. Now the deacon is in his 80s, his silver gray hair, a three-piece suit, and a pocket watch, a godly man, very elegant and very dignified, very courtly. He walks with a cane, and as he starts walking toward the boy, everyone is saying to themselves, you can't blame him for what he's going to do. How can you expect a man of his age and of his background to understand some college kid on the floor? It takes a long time for the man to reach the boy. The church is utterly silent except for the clicking of the man's cane. All eyes are focused on him and you can't even hear anyone breathing. The people are thinking the minister can't even preach the sermon until the deacon does what he has to do. And now they see this elderly man drop his cane on the floor. With great difficulty, he lowers himself and sits down next to Bill and worships with him. So he won't be alone. Everyone chokes up with the emotion. When the minister gains control, he says, what I'm about to preach, you will never remember. What you have just seen, I hope you will never forget. The old deacon was elegant because he had learned from Jesus. You don't look at outward appearances. You look at the heart of a person. I hope we as churches in this community keep our ears and our eyes open and that our eyes are always looking at the heart of a person and looking for the brother and sister that is there so that they can be welcomed and they can know Jesus too. Bless you with eyes wide open, taking care of those around us. In Jesus' name, amen. Like the woman at the well I was seeking For things that could not satisfy And then I heard my Savior speaking Drop from my well that never shall run dry Fill my cup, Lord I lift it up, Lord Come and quench this thirsting of my soul Bread of heaven Feed me till I want no more Fill my cup 
fill it up and make me whole. There are millions in this world who are craving the pleasure earthly things afford, but none can match the wondrous treasure that I find in Jesus Christ my Lord. Fill my I lift it up, Lord, come and quench this thirsting of my soul. Bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. Fill my cup, fill it up and make me whole. So, my brother, if the things this world gave you, leave hungers that will pass away. My blessed Lord will come and save you if you kneel to him and humbly pray. Fill my cup, Lord, I lift it up, Lord. Come and quench the thirsting of my soul. Bread of heaven, feed me till I want Fill my cup, fill it up and make me whole. Lord, listen to your children pray. Lord, send your spirit in this place. Lord, We pray for the church, the world, and all those in need. Our souls thirst for you, O Lord. Satisfy our longing with true refreshment rather than fleeting pleasures. Teach us how to offer this life-giving water to others. Renewing God, hear our prayer. Our souls thirst for you, O Lord. Droughts parch one part of the earth while melting oceans and floodwaters drown another. Show us the folly of our greed and short-sightedness and make us part of the solution to heal our struggling planet. Renewing God, hear our prayer. Our souls thirst for you, O Lord. Show us the places where we have been blind to your vision and give us the wisdom and courage to dismantle what divides us from others. Renewing God, hear our prayer. Our souls thirst for you, O Lord, and your life-giving water is exactly what a suffering world needs. Pour it out upon us and all those who desire an extra measure of your grace, especially Lee Olson, Martin Tanberg, Geneva Phelps, Jean Hoisington, Kelsey Zamuda, Pat and Lucille Trofe, Christina Burgett, Helen Erickson, Gary Fredrickson, Rick Elmer, Randy Goglin, Rachel Seacrest, Julie Dubois, Jim Wade, Scott Morgan, T. 
Tim Elmer and the families of Ellsworth Johnson and Laverne Olson. Renewing God, hear our prayer. Our souls thirst for you, O Lord. You have revived your tired servants of all generations and sustained them with your bountiful love. Keep us steadfast until that day when we join our brothers and sisters by the crystal river in your eternal city. Renewing God, hear our prayer. We are satisfied just being in your presence, O Lord. Accept our prayers and use us to relieve others of their searing burdens. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Lord, listen to your children praying. Lord, send your Spirit in this place. Lord, listen to your children praying. Send us love. Send us power, send us grace. Let us continue our, as we confess our faith together in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Now may the peace of Christ be with you always. Will you bless yourself or someone worshiping with you using the Trinity formula? Be blessed, or I am blessed in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. As people of faith, we are called to continue strengthening the ministry of the church. Even when we are physically distant, we invite you to prayerfully consider making a donation to our parish, to the synod or somewhere else where the work of the body of Christ is being done to love and to serve our neighbors in need. Blessed are you, O God, maker of all things. Through your goodness, you have blessed us with these gifts, ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Use us in what we have gathered in feeding the world with your love through the one who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Will you pray with me the Lord's Prayer? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom, and the power, 
and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now receive the benediction. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace, serve the Lord, and thanks be to God. Be not dismayed, whatever be tied, God will take care of you. Beneath his wings of love abide, God will take care of you. God listening to a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches, our small town churches in Amory, Wisconsin. Our pastor today is the Reverend Greg Wilcox. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at nuicparish.org. That's nuicparish.org. Until next time. God